0: Welcome to the Development Policy Centre podcast. In this episode, we bring you a keynote address from the 2016 PNG Update Conference held at the University of Papua New Guinea. Professor Betty LeVay, Dean of the School of Humanities and Social Science at UPNG, spoke on the barriers and challenges for PNG women in leadership you can download Professor LeVay's presentation at devpolicy.anu.edu.au. Just pick the PNG update option from the menu.
1: You know man, you marry. You're not a man. You're a woman. Does this sound familiar? Women are not preferred to take leadership in many societies because of traditional and stereotyping concerning women's place in society. This mindset will not go away so easily. To the University of Papua New Guinea, you all distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen, I know we have gone through a very difficult business and public policy. ANU, thank you very much for making this happen, because it gives us confidence. It gives Papua New Guinea confidence in the University of Papua New Guinea. So I want to thank the organizers and thank the school, and thank my colleague Dean, who who pushed. He made sure that this program was in our revised calendar. He made sure of that, so thank you. I acknowledge the support of the uh, development partners and mainly the Australian government in supporting PNG government policies to address gender inequality and promote women in leadership. My to the past and present women leaders in Papua New Guinea, for being bold in accepting a new worldview and promoting gender e- equality. In a, in a culturally difficult environment. I would also would like to acknowledge the male champions, fathers, brothers, husbands, grandfathers, sons, who have supported their wives, sisters, daughters, and mothers in our effort to bring gender equality to Papua New Guinea. Different governments, through adoption of national plans, Address, address gender inequality. You have all those different plans that the governments put together since independence. The founding fathers of the nation were visionary when they created space for women to advance as a group and their voice to be heard and have a greater say in the affairs of the country. The Constitution provides for women to be equal partners in in all aspects of development. Experience in the last 41 years shows that integration of gender equality through legislation and policy has not achieved automatic leadership national elections. Seven women have been elected to parliament and currently three female members of parliament the agenda on women in leadership is focused on increasing numbers, strengthening institutional capacity so policies and legislations are implemented, building capacity to get more women into leadership positions, and mobilizing and coordinating adequate resources, both financial, human and infrastructure, to support and implement women in leadership initiatives. approaches taken to progress and advance equality in leadership is undermined by gender gender systems and and constructs where gender inequality is deeply rooted in culture and custom. Development approaches have progressed to prepare women for leadership roles, but the impact has been limited and have not reached majority of women in the country. In the 1960s, the colonial administration treated women as isolated and welfare group. In the 70s, development experts advocated that women were a critical link to the development agenda. Women's advancement position, sorry, women's disadvantaged position was officially recognized for the first time in the early 1970s. The House of Assembly in 1971 passed a motion to involve women in all aspects of development. You can see the motion on the the screen. The particular one point that is very important to my topic is encouraging the participation of women in institutions such as local government councils, District Advisory Councils, District Education Boards, and House of Assembly, if necessary, reserving places for them in this institution. And there were three others included in that motion. As independence was approaching, Papua New Guinea was encouraged to achieve greater equality. The government launched its Eight-Point Improvement Plan in 1972, and there was a provision for women's participation in development. The 7 point called for a rapid increase in the active and equal participation of women in all types of economic and social activity. The Overseas Development Group's report on development strategy provided the basis for the Eight-Point Plan. The report was reactive to existing patterns of underdevelopment in the third world and recommended to Papua New Guinea to achieve the opposite, increase active participation of women. By the 1980s, development experts recognized greater gender issues with development. Gender and development became The principle for women's development agenda. This was followed by gender mainstreaming in the global development agenda after the fourth UN Women's Conference in 1995. The drive to get women into leadership positions is a global agenda. The PNG Country Report for the Beijing Conference identified leadership as one of the eight priorities. Looking back, Women have progressed in experience and thinking since Beijing, and have matured in their attitude in addressing gender inequality. Exposure to the international conversation has improved on articulation of discussion on gender equality. Development partners' efforts have provided visibility on gender inequality in Papua New Guinea, and strengthen women's voice for empowerment the pacific platform needed decision-making bodies and in boards trade unions etc and pointed out that constraints that prevented women from entry into public politics are structural cultural and religious learning from global leadership experiences empowers and uh, heightens consciousness in the country. Global experiences create awareness, provide clarity on women and leadership, empower women to learn from global experience, provide visibility on gender inequality, recognize that we are not alone in promoting women in leadership. Global initiatives and development approaches Provide hope and opportunity to address gender inequality. Continues to challenge the development efforts to change gender inequality. Cultural mindset is barrier to changing gender inequality in leadership. This country is so diverse, and so as the gender systems and constructs where gender inequality is deeply rooted in culture and custom. Gender equality challenges cultural mindsets and power structures in our social systems. Culture influences the political environment such as public meeting places at local and village levels where women are not directly engaged in decision making. Women are not allowed to take leadership in many societies because of such traditional and stereotyping concerning women's place in society. Women's customary status has relevance and important, important, but it must not prevent women from taking on leadership roles in modern PNG. Let me illustrate a cultural perspective of women from where i come from to show what women are up against this is this is gogodala longhouse why is this house so important accommodates the whole village But the gender divides us very clear in the way the house is structured. The main corridor of the house is for men and boys, young boys. Above the main corridor, a number of stories, and again, there's a sleeping floors for men. The women. Children and girls have their space. Each cubicle has a stairway. It has its fireplace. And all the women folks enter the house through those on the side of the house to get into their cubicles. There is a little hole from the cubicle to the main corridor where food is passed on to to the male folks. Women are not allowed to walk to the front. That's the front of the house. And the back, there's another door at the back. That entrance is only for, for men and the boys. When that house, the structure was pulled down, the mindset was not destroyed. We no longer live in this kind of house. We moved into a new setup. But the mindset as to what is the role of women, where is women's place in society, is up in the minds of men and women. I want to make a contrast with Parliament. House where we are to come and make decisions about the country country. is structured to accommodate both men and women. But there are rules and, and requirements to follow to enter the Parliament. It is very difficult to get women into Parliament even after eight national elections. And only seven women have walked through that front door. Affirmative actions to increase participation of women in parliament were rejected. What are the challenges? What are the leadership challenges for women in Papua New Guinea? A lot of the challenges I'm going to share are based on my own experience and some drawn from my other interaction with other women leaders. The first challenge is institutional and structural constraints. In spite of the Constitution guaranteeing equal opportunity for all citizens, There are institutional and structural constraints in the sector of society. Perception. Many of the women leaders face interesting challenges in the workforce, including jealousy and misunderstanding. Women holding senior public service positions in our study on better understanding the experience and impact of women in the public service sector, shared their experiences, and noted that ministers and male colleagues in the public, for so male colleagues, see them as women first, rather than as professionals. This gender biasness prevents one from seeing women as citizens and potential human capital capable of being a leader. There is still a struggle with cultural and traditional norms against current modern expectations about women's roles. We must change the way women are viewed. Third challenge, managing private space. Managing private space is a challenge when women step into leadership positions. Managing being a wife and a mother is a challenge challenge for women in leadership positions. Maintaining a balance between career and being a wife it's not something women are trained to do. Marriage, unfortunately for some women, has become a place for emotional and physical abuse due to jealousy and insecurity. A couple of years ago, a female friend sent me a text message at 4 a.m. suggesting a bread- for a breakfast meeting at 7 o'clock at Clown Plaza. I could not sleep after reading the text message, wondering why it was so important for her to send me a text message in the early hours of the morning. She wanted to share with me the abuse she had to put up with. Every time she returned from a business trip, unspoken expectations. Leadership is not for women, and it's a boys club. When a woman applies for a leadership position in an organization, conversations are centered around, can she fit in? And can she adjust? In 2007, I was asked a question after my seminar presentation for the position of the executive dean. I quote, will you attend? After our functions, my immediate reaction was, the question is irrelevant. But I responded, I will attend work-related functions. It has never been an issue for me since 2007. An unspoken expectation is to earn respect, acceptance, and approval from the boys' club. Women are perceived to be weak in leadership. But I can tell you, women are capable of being leaders. But men are simply preferred as leaders. Lack of confidence in women's ability is influenced by cultural perspective. In August this year, I was reporting behavior of a group of students during a recent student crisis. When I was interrupted by a question, could have been an innocent question, but it had different meaning for me. Why are you afraid? I responded, I am not afraid of students, but merely reporting unacceptable behavior of few students who removed resumption forms from the school office and tore them and bent them. Would a male dean have been asked this question? It appeared to me that because I'm a female dean, I would be afraid of aggressive male students. Do we value women as leaders? Women leaders need encouragement, honest opinion, support, and constructive criticism. When male colleagues acknowledge and value one's contribution, it boosts one's self-esteem. What can be done to reach a stage where both men and women are preferred to be leaders? We are familiar with the constraints that work against gender equality. We also know preconditions for gender equality. And these are addressed through government policies and legislations and other development initiatives. We expect more women in leadership position but cultural mindset set remains the main constraint, hindering progress in that regard. More constructive effort is needed to change attitude, change mindset, and address critical cultural barriers. I don't have to be a man to be a leader. Thank you.
0: to a podcast from the Development Policy Centre. For more information on our work, visit our website at devpolicy.anu.edu.au. To join the conversation on Australian aid, Papua New Guinea and the Pacific and global development policy, visit our blog at devpolicy.org. At the blog, you can also sign up to our newsletter for all the latest updates or connect with us on social media. Thanks for listening.